So I found something on me, and I don't know what it is. It feels like a booger, but I don't remember picking my nose. Or Alice's. <laughs> That's my, if... my next question was going to be, could it be uh, someone else's booger? It could be someone else's it's, booger. It's, it has... it's Jake's. Jake picked his nose and put it on you. Oh damn! That's that's wild considering he's currently at a camp on a camping trip. <laughs> had some just had some distance to it. Yeah, you flick that thing and goes roll. He's and miles goes. and miles and miles away. He plays a long game. He put it on your on your sweater before he left. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what his way of like planting the bug like under the car when he's trying to spy on you. Instead, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna plant a booger on. Plant a booger on Sean. <laughs> God, see if it's still there. Now, that's his test. Like he sees if it's still there at the end of the weekend. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. My name is Man Caz Nil, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. And on an audio feed, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And uh, no Tim Hansen this week. It's too cold for him to go podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's too cold. <clears throat> Decided he he yeah. just he he had to miss the first first podcast of the year. He just had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. He's a, that's his, that was his actual New Year's resolution: is to do even less prose <laughs> than he was doing in twenty twenty two. Uh yeah, it's too cold for him. We were talking about the cold weather uh before the show because Sean's uh Sean's Sean's Jake is uh out at uh at scout camp mm-hmm. and he didn't bring a jacket, but he's uh planning on bringing a football, uh brought a football to go play ball outside with the I get perceived logic that he's going to work <laughs> up enough of a sweat that he's uh just gonna be too warm and won't need the jacket or anything like that, which is I mean, you know. It's the, what I would have done at age fourteen, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but also as a you get sick that way. I'll, I'll I'll never forget. I was probably sophomore or junior in high school, and mm. it, it was raining outside and it was cold. So gym class was indoors and everyone was stuck indoors. So it was just do what you want kind of day on gym class. And a couple of kids they go real hard in basketball. So as we're going down to the locker rooms to change. The one dude steps outside of like the gym t- just to like cool down, and he's just got steam bellowing oh, off radiating his entire yeah, body. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. "You went too hard at gym class basketball, bro." <laughs> like that's, that's actually, I actually feel very refreshed just hearing that. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it actually, does feel good. And and yeah, and to Jake's defense. Uh, not the only, you know, adults, full grown adults continue to do this. Like you, you always see those guys like in, in, you watch like pro football games, like especially like in Green Bay, whenever you see like Lambeau Field, like covered in snow, you always get like, it's always look, it's, it's the white offensive lineman. It's always the white <laughs> offensive lineman. You decide they're going to show how tough they are by like not wearing long sleeves in like the 20 degree weather. It's like, he's always like short sleeves to prove like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm tougher than the cold. Like I'm just gonna be, uh, yeah, you're my bare arms out there. Which my I, my thought always is like, look, man, you're in the National Football League. You already proved everybody 
how tough you are, how big and strong you are. Just, just take the W and put on some goddamn long sleeves. You, like Under Armour is a thing. It uh-huh. costs nothing because your team's probably sponsored. You got a sponsorship deal with them. Just take it. Throw some compression sleeves. And I have to imagine that that impedes your ability to play when you're freezing cold and tense the whole time. Like Just like yeah. let yourself loosen up. Because like you said, <laughs> yeah. your full job is to be huge and run into another huge dude. And yeah. that's it. And just be like, and just try to outmanly each other. You know what really <laughs> sucks to do when it's freezing? Hit another person. Yeah. Or have you ever been slapped person, when it's, it's cold? Like jarring. <laughs> you feel every bone in your body rub against each other. It's terrible, man. Just put on some damn long sleeves. Um, yeah. Like I, I always love seeing that. They're like, oh man, we're, we're going to beat the cold cool man just just win the goddamn game like i don't care like you, if you want if you want to strap a space heater to your back and you win fine with me i don't care just get a dub welcome to the award-winning bros a podcast as always we're available on all major podcasting platforms and as always the premise of our show as displayed by this bell is that we answer questions that we bring to the table we bring them, the bros. We, we bring questions that we want to discuss with our bros about life, the universe, and everything. Um, but we also want to hear from you. We spent four plus years answering your questions, and we still want them. So send them to brosaquestions at gmail.com. That's an email address, by the way. Email the thing you do, typey, typey, type, send. Brosaquestions at gmail.com is where you want to send those uh, so we can answer your questions on the air. Now, before we get to those questions, we've got to discuss what we are drinking. Rich Sweeten, I'm going to start with you. What do you want to tell us about the the beverage of choice tonight? I am drinking a Candoni Family Pino Grigio. It is an organic wine from Italy. Uh, It is vegan friendly, and it has a llama on the bottle. It's very good. I enjoy it. I enjoy Mm. it quite a bit. Okay. All righty. How about you, Sean O'Brien? I'm drinking the O'Brien Winemakers Blend, uh, which oh, yeah. is two Rieslings, a strawberry wine, and a peach wine, and it uh, it it tastes exactly like that. Like it it tastes it tastes like mead a little bit. So just okay. like kind of like fruity, like deep red fruits, and a little mm. bit like honey. I guess it's good. All right, I like that. I'm drinking a Joyful Heart uh, Red Wine Blend from California, uh, and uh, it it, it brags on the back about uh the ripe blueberries and uh dark and rich dark fruit as well just dark fruit mm. in general like it's just general it's like the fruit punch of wine it's just like it's dark fruit <laughs> yeah sometimes you cut into a chicken and it's got yet the light fruit and the dark fruit that comes out of the chicken mm. um it's um this is very good uh i'm, I'm a fan of this one it's, it's like it's a little bit sweeter than i normally expect out of a red wine but honestly that work that's working for me tonight for some reason mm-hmm. i'm a fan i like it all right now to the questions questions submitted by us the bros but again we want your questions <laughs> bros a questions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on our show uh who wants to go first matt why don't you go first mm-hmm. okay i don't know if you want that first, <laughs> okay um you have been given 24 hours to live I don't care about what you do in those 24 hours. What I want to know is the sad shit, which is what will be the thing that you regret not doing, knowing that you only have 24 hours to live. So 
could I be don't an accomplishment, know. could be, you know, a place you've always wanted to visit, could be a thing you've always I, wanted to learn to do. I don't know. Truly, it, it, this is hard because I think the thing that I would feel the most bad about is not getting to see my kids hit any more milestones. And I think, I think that's, it's not, not that it's a cop out, but it's like, I understand. That's not the spirit of the question. Like the spirit of the question. That was, that was something like, I thought about too. Yeah. Cause like, obviously that's what I'm, I just want to, I want to get that out of the way. Like that's mm-hmm. to me, that would be saddest, but I have to, I want to yeah, think about certainly like, like not seeing my kid graduate from whatever mm-hmm. you know, high school, college, whatever it is, is certainly on the list, but that yeah, you are correct. That is not what I was, the spirit yeah. of what I was going. Yeah. For. I just, but I wanted to let everyone know that, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> also, as, a, as a point, Sean's best friend is his wife mm-hmm. and my best friend is my wife. And my best <laughs> friend is your guys' wives. Gross. Stop doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <sighs> as far as an accomplishment or or uh, something else that you regret uh that you want like again 24 hours not a lot of time you, you know you could even if you wanted to visit a place like you could hop on a plane and fly to the place but like you're really not going to have mm-hmm. much time to enjoy it the way you want it to i i would you know probably it's it's kind of a similar regret that i like i kind of have even now even though I don't have just 24 hours to live, um, is I regret I regret not trying to start streaming and doing content creation content sooner. Hmm. Um, because uh, like I I've back when I had the PS4 when it was initially available to stream, I did do streams from time to time. And, like, I just never really thought that this was something viable or really something that could, like, come turn into anything. So, like, I would just do it for fun. I would log on. I would get zero viewers, whatever. And, like, it would happen occasionally, and I didn't have a set schedule. And, like, even leading into even, like, COVID in 2020, like, right now in 2022, I fully regret not starting streaming during COVID, like, a lot sooner. Um, it just, cause it blew up and I would have been a lot easier to grow then when a lot of people had a lot more time to just watch people play video games on the internet. Hmm. Um, and so like, I guess that would, I mean, it, it wouldn't be one of my major regrets, but it is a big regret that is currently even going on in my life that I didn't start that sooner. Other than that, just, I regret not seeing more of the world. I've not left the East coast of the United States. I would regret not doing more with my writing, like uh, developing more of a voice with my writing, doing writing as a, as more than just a hobby. You know, right now I write every like couple of weeks just for fun. It's usually just when I have a topic that strikes my interest or whatever, like I'll just write something long, just go and go and go. Um, and it's, it's nice cause I can literally write about what I want when I want. Uh, and my, the only editor is the voice in my head that tells me, don't put that there. That's stupid. Uh, but you know, there, there is a, there is a skill to hone as far as editing yourself down. There's a skill to hone as far as like coming up with a concrete point and sharpening your, your thesis and, you know, coming up with a way to write about topics that are important to people. And I, I would regret not have honing that more in a way that that could be, and I mean, look, if it makes me money, it makes me money. I don't really care about that. 
um, but in a way that actually talks to people in a way more impactful, like more, more meaningful. Like the stuff I write about now for fun is mostly for fun. And it's like, you know, it's about sports or it's about movies or, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll try to write something serious. And, you know, it's usually sort of just a survey of my mind at that point. Um, but it is not like, I'm not arguing for like, you know, a policy change necessarily, like a, like a concrete policy change or like a concrete, here's what I think about the state of the world or something along those lines, uh, something more substantial, uh, that doesn't happen. So I think, I think that would be as far as like personal accomplishments outside of, you know, everything we talked about before, it's like, Hey, the milestones and seeing, you know, the way that like my family grows and all that, I think that'd be the personal thing that I would regret the most is not sharpening that a little bit more and mm. using that writing in a more meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then also not learning how to dunk because slam dunks are sweet and <laughs> never figured out how to get mm-hmm. the, the ups to do that. Mm-hmm. Time to start training, Matt. My, I am my... 33 years old, typically not the age that people finally discover <laughs> yeah. the ability my, to my, um, some sweet windmills. My, <laughs> my learning to dunk is doing a kickflip. Have, oh, I never cool. was able to do a kickflip, and I regret it. Like, I just... Because I used to skateboard all the cool. time, and I just yeah. never... I was just too busy. Like, that was too much effort. I was like, I can I can make the... I can jump. So I just jumped yeah. down shit. Like, that was all I did. God. <laughs> I couldn't do shit on a skateboard, like even like right, even like you know, actually like just balancing on it for more than like a couple of feet. Of, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. to balance a Jenga tower. Hmm. Huh? What do I? But what would I regret for real disease? I think I would probably regret, and I know. This is this is also kind. Of, it's less selfish than I wish it would be. Like I'm trying to think of something like really like <laughs> I wish I had seen the world, but I can't. So I think I would be. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit. I would I would regret. I think not having done more, in, like done more activism. Like I would regret. Like I feel like because I think about this a lot and I worry about it a lot. It's like a lot of the bad things that happen in the world don't directly impact me. So I don't like, I'm not like actively a lot of times trying to fix them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not because like it doesn't come back to me. And I think that's, and that's like a a failing of myself that I have to work on. Like just be, it's like, it's, it's just, you know, self-motivation is difficult, especially when there isn't really like, there's no benefit to the system changing for me. It's just like, but I have compassion and I think that everyone should be afforded the same opportunities. Uh, so it's like, you know, so I think it's just, I think that's what would, like if I had 24 hours of like, fuck, like I don't, I can't, I'm not going to move anything for it. I didn't move the needle enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, like leaving the world in a state for like like your kids is something yeah. I think about a lot as well yeah. and like whether that's in an activism stance or just like a you know a, I, I think about the environmental stuff a lot nowadays like just just leaving the the world in decent shape for mm-hmm. for my daughter and uh, uh, yeah and and that that certainly enters into it as well whether it's the activism of like you know supporting 
you know, green causes or supporting conservation causes or just like personal actions as far as being a more conservative user of everything. Um, that's, that's certainly something that enters into it for me. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I completely get that. Mm-hmm. Like being more of an activist, being more of the voice that, uh, of, of the causes that you want to support or being a voice for the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Told you guys mm-hmm. real sad one. Not only are you dying, <laughs> you're thinking about like the worst possible thing about when you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a rough one. Because honestly, I, I I have a lot of regrets about how I've lived my life and how I've I've been. like, And so it's like, it, it, it hits hard because then it's like, oh, well, now with the idea of this question, there's nothing you can do about the stuff you regret doing. Uh, you can't, you can't fix it now. You can't move forward. Like right now, me living everyday life, not having, or having more than 24 hours to live. It's like, all right, well I can plan to travel, Mm. but if it turns into like, oh yeah, you only have 24 hours to live. Then it's like, well, I can't do anything about that. Like, yeah, I could Mm. go see the grand Canyon or go to Japan, but like, I actually can't because I don't have a, a passport. So I wouldn't be able to make it into Japan. I could get to Japan with that, with a passport, but I don't have the means to get one. So then it just traveling's just out of the out of the out of the not in, not in the books anymore. Mm. Yeah, because mm. I think a lot of like ultimately, if you have twenty four hours, I think most of us would likely wind up spending that time with loved ones, whether it's like your yeah. immediate family or fa- or friends or or what have you. Like you're gonna wind up spending that time with those people. Like you know, th- that's. I mean, look, if you gave me twenty four hours to live, that's what I'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so like just live it as normally as possible like you don't do anything ex- yeah just like i want to be with my wife be with my kid uh and that would be that uh but yeah there's certainly other things like and the impetus for this was i was just thinking about I'm like what are the things that like like those those things that you like you say you kick the can down the road like hey there's always more important stuff like you know there's always like the priority i i forget who i was talking to about this um it was um you know what it was? It was my it was that was my freaking dietitian because uh, I would be you know because I was saying like one of the big hiccups was like oh the reason I don't I wind up not working out as much as I want to is like we got so much going on with the kid and like so the time I normally would spend working out I spend like doing all the chores around the house because you know after after work I'm going to pick her up and so I can't work out then and then by the time I finish up with her it's like seven thirty at night and I'm exhausted and she was like well look that hour that you've got in the middle of the day for doing chores like look you have to do those anyway like you're not going to not do the dishes for weeks and weeks on end and i felt like jumping in and being like aha you don't know me but uh <laughs> but, uh, but she was right and she was like look you're going to do those at some point like you're not going to never do them you will find the time to do them but if that hour is the only time that you've got available to you know get a run in or something like that then do it and i was like okay that's valid point like those those need to do things will be done at some point because they need to be done um and so but i think that's that's also the reason why you know i I and other people might not explore those other you know outside of your day job passions or or projects or or personal you know growing yourself kind of tasks because it's like well there's always something else i could be doing like look yeah you know from seven to nine o'clock i'm away you know i'm up and the baby's asleep but like you know I, I could always be cleaning a room of the house. I could always be doing the dishes or the laundry or something like that. And instead of just sitting down being like, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to write something. I'm going to play the guitar. I'm going to do 
something else other than just sitting on my ass or or doing a chore. So that was sort of the impetus behind it. It's like, what what's going to get me off my ass and do something? Mm-hmm. So, and what would I like to be doing in that time? Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Anyway, that's all. I figured I'd start with something <clears throat> lighter. Something <laughs> super, super light. A Absolutely real light. bummer, Matt. Yeah, just a real <laughs> bummer. Like, not you're dead. <laughs> Is this you've this, got a lot of? <laughs> you're dead and got a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. Our um, our comedy podcast. Rip roaring good time on the Brose <laughs> podcast. Uh, who wants to go next? <laughs> Uh, let's see. What Look, I man, got. we already died in the first question. It can only go up. <laughs> I know here. this. It's a wild like that. Think about that stuff is like such a. Uh, I do it all the time. It's such oh, a yeah. bummer. Like it's just yep. like because to be to be frank, to bring it another step down. So my sure. my bio dad died when he was forty. So mm. I'm like, I have those genes. So like mm-hmm. any like it is forties yeah. <laughs> a lot closer than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, so man. like I it's, mean like it's, I it's just it's a rough. yeah it sucks and it's just like I, it's something that's always in the back of my head like I'm like you know yeah. any any day I don't do something I'm like oh what if I what if my days are numbered yeah. my uncle mm-hmm. died when he was you know 65 my grandfather died in his mid 70s I'm like Ugh. yeah <laughs> yeah I was I was <laughs> gonna multiply my number of times too and suddenly I'm in the danger zone yeah man. <laughs> I was gonna say the yeah. same thing my grandma was 65 my grandfather was 70 ish when they pass away and it's just like like it's not nothing compared to sean's 40 but it's still like yeah no i think we're all we're all getting old and like we all know like i think because so my dad died when he was 40 but all my other for the most part i guess my other grandparents weren't that old but they were like reasonably old and so it's like you know chances are i'm gonna be fine it's just like so like but i think we're all getting to that point where we know like one or two of our um like older relatives who died like before their time for whatever reason, you're just like, that could be me. Yeah, what if right. I'm that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're like, is no get, it's, even though like the, the lifespan is expanded, expanding, expanding over decades and not in the last two years, but expanding, mm-hmm. expanding, expanding like now, but you're still like, but there's examples of people who didn't make it to mm-hmm. 80 or whatever the average life expectancy is. Like it's, it's, there's, there's examples of that right around the corner. And so it's like, I gotta get I gotta get shit done. Mm-hmm. There's, stuff, there's stuff I gotta do. Um, all right, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Tim can go next. <laughs> Timmy Duffman. Uh, uh, yeah. He yeah. just sent a message on uh, on Facebook. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, uh, he asks us, um, "Have we lost the Wham Christmas game yet?" I haven't left my house in three weeks. So no, I have not lost it yet. I'm still winning. <laughs> I forget. Do you lose the Wham X Christmas game if you hear someone else doing that song? I think you have to hear it's it's Wham's right. version of Last Christmas, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So I think that's I, it. I have not heard Wham's version of Last Christmas, but I've heard the Taylor Swift Last Christmas like five times. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the Jimmy Eat World one once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I that was don't. I don't really listen to the radio, um, mm. even e- when I'm driving. It's usually my uh, my like YouTube music or whatever. So mm-hmm. I win the Wham yeah. Christmas every year. Okay, you my hot take here. You guys know that song's bad, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's a bad song, stupid song, and the fact that all these like like pop slash emo artists cover it is is 
is atrocious <laughs> and, and, and a shame. Like the song's bad. <laughs> it's not That's a good not song. Front to George Michael, man. I've I've done I've seen the sexy sax man video. Like I love George Michael. That song's terrible. <laughs> the, the problem is Mariah Carey. Right. Oh yeah, Mariah Carey is the queen queen of Christmas, and no one can recreate or make a new Christmas song better than hers. So they just try to recreate old ones that people remember fondly. And then we get Wham's Christmas song recreated multiple times, which is a bad song. Yeah, it's objectively terrible. Like everybody bitches about uh, the Paul McCartney, like simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which is like, look, it's not his best work, mm-hmm. but it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's got like a fun little bouncy synth in it. It's better. Absolutely. 100% rather listen to that than last Christmas. What about, what about Christmas rapping? Sunday. What about Christmas rapping? Yeah, Christmas. Look, that song's good, man. It's got horns. I'm not going to be mad about <laughs> it. No, I, I disagree. I think I would rather listen to last Christmas than uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That song really, really grates me. I, mm. the dude, like props to the dude. He makes, I'm, I think this, the figures like, a quarter of a million dollars every year from that, just that song. And like, so like fucking good on you, Paul, for your, like that one song being an extraordinary (laughs) annual salary. (laughs) But imagine the idea, just like whipping that shit out. Like, well, it would take like four and a half minutes to write that probably. Like, I know. There's always these stories about the Beatles, like the Rolling Stones asked the Beatles to write them a song and they went around the corner and wrote them in like three minutes and it was like the like the third or fourth best Rolling Stones song ever written. Um, and it was just like one that Paul and John whipped up like on the corner. Like, you definitely know that Paul McCartney whipped that up in like no mm-hmm. time at all. And it's just like, great, this is <laughs> this is my retirement fund at minimum. Retirement fund. Wild. But I hate yeah. that song. <laughs> Yeah, good for him, but I hate that song. Mm. Uh, all right, any other thoughts on Wham's Christmas thing? Oh, I haven't lost because we only have. I listened to Mary has a playlist called Christmas songs I would tolerate, and I only listened to that and the Reliant K Christmas album that came out in like two thousand seven. Nice. Oh, uh, let it snow, baby. Let it rain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to it, but a friend of mine gave it to me in high school. And I just had it sitting in my, uh, in like the little slot above my computer. Never, <laughs> never ripped it or anything like that, but I know I had it. Mm-hmm. It's a good I, album. Yeah. Generally, if I'm listening to Christmas music, it's, uh, we wish you a metal Christmas and a headbanging new year. Mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. We have uh, holiday traditions on Sirius. And I just crank that up because I, I like to go back to it. <laughs> There's all these loaded words. It's like a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh-huh. Yeah, simpler. <laughs> They're like, you know, you're just a warm fire and family traditions. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, tell me more. <laughs> uh, but it's all good. It's like Andy Williams and yeah. Frank Sinatra and Dino mm-hmm. Martin and all that. It's like Rosemary Clooney and all this. I'm like, yeah, man. Great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Tell me. <laughs> Uh, it's easy. It's literally easy listening. Hell yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, you know, I could go next. Okay. Unless Sean wants to. No, you go crazy. All right. Uh, this, this, this is a little crazy. But I'm going to ask you a hypothetical. And we're going to go best case scenario. Like, what, what is your best case scenario plan for this? Say you were to get laid off. Best case scenario, you get the best um, severance package... Some uh, and 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 decent unemployment. What is your ideal amount of time that you would want to take off, 
or would be able to take off. So, like, you and your significant, or your say your significant other gets uh, laid off, and they decide, I want to take some time off. We have this nest egg. What is the amount of time where they get to do whatever they're going to try to do for however long before they start looking, or before you start looking for a new position? It's almost like you have a sabbatical. Like, you get X number of weeks off, you're still getting paid. Uh, well, I, I mean, a lot of... Because you're going to get a new job, but I guess... Yeah, uh, but like, yeah. A, a lot of a lot of bigger companies, bigger corporations, even if you get laid off, you get a severance package based on, like, X amount of weeks paid right. based on however many months you worked and whatnot. Right. And See, like, the reason I'm specifying a sabbatical is because if you give me a severance package, the first thing I'm doing is double dipping. <laughs> yeah, getting another job, just getting paid <laughs> yeah. for two jobs at once. But uh, but a sabbatical, like where it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's a job, like presumably is a job you like doing, but like they give you, like I know in academia, they give you every, you know, however many years that you work there, you get like a, I don't know, like a 10 week sabbatical or whatever to go work on individual projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get to go back and it's like, cool, I would do that. Mm-hmm. I'll take a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the right length of time See, I don't know. Like, it would depend on what I want to do with the sabbatical, where it's like I, if I would pursue a specific project or if I would just like dick around. But I would probably, like, with that amount of time, I would probably, it, it depending on like that, I will say two months. I will say two months. Hmm. I think two months before I'd want to be doing something on a regular basis. Like, I don't trust myself to be able to schedule my days in a regimented way for more than two months before I just start going, eh, I'll wake up at 12. Mm-hmm. roll out of bed at 12 noon every day and mm-hmm. you know, fuck around and you know and go out at five and i'm still getting paid like i think two months is about right for me and do you have an idea of what you might do during those two months like writing projects anything like that or just i would i would re- write the great american novel <laughs> <laughs> one typewriter key at a time with my room full of monkeys <laughs> um what would I do at that time? I legitimately might try to write a book. Hmm. Nice. I, 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 that's what I think I would do. Like, uh, and maybe at that point, maybe I push it to three months if I'm writing a book. But uh, I, I would write, I, yeah, I, I would write like a like some some form of fiction. I, I haven't narrowed it down to a category, but I think I, I think I could do a good fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Uh, it's way... young adult fiction, so that way the the bar is a little lower for me. Like, I'm like, oh, see, it's for it's for tweens. <laughs> the way like I've approached this and thought about this is like it's very much a possibility I could get laid off at any time with my job, with how volatile it can be, um, and like depending on how much of a pay and whatnot. I I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be. I probably wouldn't be able to do a year, but if I had a significant other who was able to support me for up to a year and were okay with it, I'd try to go a year trying to do other projects to see if that could turn into something, but probably reevaluate after about six months. So Mm. like go, go for it. Like for instance, pursue YouTube or Twitch full time, go for it for about six months. If it's turning into something that's actually becoming a thing or making money, after those six months, pursue it longer, and if it becomes sustainable, continue to do it. Otherwise, start looking after that. Hmm. Uh, like that's why, like this question is super hypothetical. It's like the best case scenario for you. 
Mm-hmm. And like I would, if if I were in the opposite situation where my significant other loses their job, gets laid off, and they wanted to pursue something like that, I'd say you've got I'd about. Say, a Sorry, year, baby, right? I'm streaming. No, <laughs> it, it would be get back out there. Here's a, here's indeed. It would be <laughs> list for him. like I think it would be 100 percent to be like you have a year, but let's go six months and talk about it after six months. Like you do your thing for the next six months. And then we'll talk about it and see if it's sustainable or not. Hmm. Well, how long would you take off if you had uh, some guaranteed income? So, um, well, so the honestly, so the goal, the ideal situation in my real human life right now is that Mary, uh, and we, Mary, and I have talked about this, is that Mary gets to a point in her career where she can solo make enough money for us to exist. And then I take over the house and just crush it as a stay at home dad. That's like my ideal situation. So in a situation where I get laid off and it's the ideal situation and Mary somehow ends up making enough money, it's never going back to work, baby. (laughs) But you're laid off. Great news. (laughs) I'm forcing our hand. Um, but I think I think legit. If if we had the runway, I think it would be it would probably be like a month or two before it starts to get to me, and like I'm like okay, I need to I need to get my shit together, get back out there. Because mm-hmm. it's not. I don't know. I don't think. Because I think. If I didn't like jump back into the horse, it'd be very hard to transition back. Like if I didn't do it soon. Yeah. 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 I mean, a couple of months, I think, is about the maximum. Like it's like a month is probably good. I would. I'd be like the two or three, but I think mm-hmm. at a certain point, you just become like, like especially if you're like your only boss and like you don't like you know if you have a phenomenal sense of discipline, then you can get a lot done. Uh, if you have anything less than a phenomenal sense of discipline, then suddenly you just become a little listless, and you're just like, "Well, what do I do?" Like, I think I think at a certain point you get, you know, three, four, five months in, and if you, you know, things haven't worked out, then you suddenly are at a point where you're like, "What do I do with my life?" Yeah, like, and that, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not contributing anything to society. Like, there's no satisfaction coming from it. Like, I have this check rolling in every week, but mm-hmm. yeah, what, yeah, what, what is it that I really do? And, and, and then you're just like, it's why the retired people wind up going back to work. It's why, you know, the people who, you know, certain people who win the lottery are just like, I would keep working because I want something to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you want some sense of purpose. And uh, if you can find that on your own, great. And if you find it by, you know, being a Walmart greeter or, you know, working an office job in addition to whatever you got going on outside of work and great, whatever, yeah. whatever makes you feel you're fulfilled. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, for me, it's it's an interesting like uh, thought experiment of like how much time would I be able to take off, or how much time would I try to take off, or uh, what would I do with that? What would would I would I be able to turn it into something more? Like if I got a solid severance package and they were like, "Well, you're getting paid for three months," I'd be like, "Great, I'm gonna for the next two months just try to make streaming my full time and just get that money from the severance package and unemployment." And then go from there after two months and see if this can be a thing or not. Like, because honestly, work life or, or office office life, at least banking, 
ain't for me and I need to get out of my job. And so I'm just trying to think of all of the possibilities of what I can do to get out of my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on what you would do with uh, your sabbatical, or your severance or your what have you? Hmm. Huh? No, I don't think so. I'd like to think that I'd like write a book or something, but I would not. <laughs> I I know myself well like, enough. Well, I've got two, yeah. Your first day of it, you'd be like, "Well, I've got two months and twenty nine more days." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just fine. like you have like, well, I have to average this many words per day, and that just average yeah. keeps growing as the days. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah I can write four hundred words, five hundred words, five hundred fifty words, six hundred words a day. Yeah, of course, totally. God, All right, five, Sean O'Brien. Five hundred words sounds like so much. It's remarkably not that much. Yeah, it's I a lot know. less than you'd think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you have to get to 1,000 before I start going, like, hmm, I don't know if we could do that. Yeah. But even then, you can still knock that out. Sean O'Brien, what do you got for us? Okay. What is one movie or book or video game or album that you wish you could experience again for the first time? Oh. Andrew WK's I Get Wet. <laughs> Nice. For the first time, because <laughs> the first time, like I read, I read a review of it that said, like, there's like Andrew WK, that first album that he did was like no other album makes you feel like this is the only music you will ever need for the rest of your life. <laughs> like I get wet by Andrew WK. <laughs> In the moment, I'm like, yeah, man, because it's just like distilled adrenaline, like mm-hmm. in like this like 30 minute like. Def Leppard adjacent package, <laughs> like Def Leppard infused with speed metal, and it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I, that, that's the first thing that jumped to mind. Is like, it would be fun to experience that because that was also like the first like rock album that I ever bought uh, with my own money. It was like that really full on rock album, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! <laughs> this is great!" I was like thirteen when I found it, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." Mm-hmm. Hmm. What about you guys? This is a tough one. It's so for me, it's uh, the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. It's not. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not even. I don't. I don't know that that's even in like my top five favorite games anymore. But mm-hmm. that was. I remember playing it and playing through it and just being so blown away by like the and, and it's like laughable now but like the graphics i was like this is like unreal it's so good you're in all because you're you know you're moving in 3d space it was it was sick and then on top of that like because i played like mario super mario 64 and that's fine and very fun and also very cool but like zelda had the story it so, it's like so cinematic and it's just like i remember like i was playing through and i had a guide and I played through with the guide because I wasn't so interested in like solving the puzzles by myself as much as I wasn't advancing the story. Like I'm like, I want to know what happens next. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, like getting good at that game was always in service of learning more about the lore and stuff like that. And so I think that, and that was like such a formative experience in terms of like the types of media that I like to consume is that mm-hmm. that shit. Okay. 
It's interesting you mentioned Super Mario 64 because that was like the, the one game I could think of because it was like that was the first game that felt like larger than life to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though now, like I'm, like you said, there's, you know, that game out came out 25 plus years ago at this point. So it's obviously got some limitations, but that was the first one. I'm like, you know, Mario's the little dude with the plumber and he's jumping up and, you know, in these mm-hmm. little 2D spaces and it's, you know, the, you know, da 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 da. And then you get to Mario 3D and it's like, holy shit. Shit. Yeah, you can do so many things. <laughs> On, you can jump everywhere. Wild. Yeah, so it, was, wild. it was very. That game felt huge to me. So that that would be if I was gonna pick a game, I think that would be the one. What about you, Rich? There's just honestly, there's too many. Like right now, I I have like four that I can't boil down to which one I would want. But like three of them are very specific. Um, like the first one is I would love to be able to rewatch the last episode of Scrubs for the first time again. Hmm. I personally think that is the best sitcom ending ever. It's such an emotional one. And I just, I would love to experience that for the first time ever again. Um, the next one would be, uh, just, it's, it is the level in Mario Odyssey where you're finishing new Donk city and they have the new Super Mario song playing in the background where uh, I can't remember her name, but she, uh, she's in the red dress. She's playing the new Donk City song. Paulina. Um, and, yeah, is, is it Paulina? Yeah. And like she's singing the concert. I absolutely loved that one. Um, I actually can't remember what the third super specific one was. So we only had two super specific ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Also, the, I get wet by Andrew W. <laughs> <laughs> the, third, the third super specific is the episode of My Hero where... Um, All Might uses up the last of his powers and shouts United States of Smash. <laughs> I want to experience that for the first time again because that's just such an amazing episode, an amazing scene. Um, And then for like the full-on thing, it would be Ori and the Well of the Wisps. That game is just so beautiful and so well done that like I would love to be able to play that full game for the first time ever again. Wild. That My hot take is I didn't like that game. <laughs> You didn't like wearing the Will of Wisps? No, and I Oof. I love Metroidvanias. Like that it's <sighs> like it's like my and I don't know if I just was like cuz I played it recently mm-hmm. and it was it was after Metroid Dread came out. I beat Metroid Dread twice. And I was like I I want to play a bunch Damn. of these types of games. So I played through a bunch of like Metroidvanias and I hit that one and I think I was hitting my wall. When I hit, when I played that, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I played too many of these, and they're because they're all pretty much the same. But yeah. it, it was just, I think it was just, honestly, I think it was like a little bit too hard. I can understand like, that. There's some. There's. Like, a... I think it was just. It wasn't as rewarding. I didn't feel like it was as rewarding because it was just like I don't know. And that this just I un. But I understand. Yeah. You you're allowed but, like a lot of people really like that game. I feel like I'm in the min- minority here. Because I I played I played Blind Forest and Will of the Wisps back to back, and that's like kind of really like what like Blind Forest was really good, and then they just enhanced the whole entire Mm. game with Will of the Wisps. Yes, that it was just like I understand it being a little bit. It is a little bit more on the difficult side, Mm -hmm. uh, but like the story that it tells and the story that goes on is just so like heart-wrenching and like the very end and and what happens in the end of the story i'm just like this is so sad but it's so amazing and oh man i love it so mm-hmm. wow. yeah any other pieces of media you guys want to experience again for the first time um 
Hmm. Man. Uh, hmm. Maybe so Toxicity by System of a Down. Toxicity, that's a good one. Very fun. Because that one, like, I, because I think that one came when I was when that one came came into my life. I was mostly listening to like pop punk and stuff, and like a little bit of metal. But that was like really what kind of broke open metal for me. I'm like, oh, it can be like super interesting and yeah. weird, <laughs> but also like super yeah. melodic and beautiful and like heavy as shit. Yeah, man, what it, a good album. It's not. Uh, a specific album or song but it's just the band in general Bayside I want to mm. discover them for the first time again just because and like it is what it is but the person who like got me into Bayside I went on one date with them and then they ghosted me and so I always have that memory with it I absolutely fell in love with Bayside I love listening to them but like every time I listen to it I'm just like she ghosted me <laughs> like i don't know why like she just stopped talking to me and and bayside's already such depressing music (laughs) yeah let's let's listen to this dude talk about how he wants to kill himself and also think about how i got ghosted exactly so it's like i would love i would love to be able to rediscover them for the first time with a different memory Mm. Mm mm-hmm The first time I saw Anchorman was the loud, the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater. <laughs> so that might be it up there. Mm. Even though I know if I watch it now, I'd be like, "All right, only some of this, you know, holds up." And some, of this, it's still like a classic. But like mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, it was just like, I it, unbelievable how funny it was. And again, it depends <laughs> on the age. Like I was like fourteen when mm-hmm. I saw it, and I was just like, "Holy crap, this is yeah. hilarious!" Um, but yeah, so that that might be up there for me as mm-hmm. well. Or yeah, also that for this. For me, that was Archer. Like the first time mm. I watched through Archer with my, I was watching with my friend Dan in college, mm-hmm. and I don't like. I remember we were just like crying, laughing. It was, it's just yeah. so funny, and I don't know how well it holds up because I haven't watched it in a very long time. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's first it was, through, yeah, it was great. First time I watched the Rick and Morty was the same way, mm-hmm. uh, but now, but now, like almost all like adult animated comedy is trying to do something similar so it's like all right everybody just does mm-hmm. this kind of humor like even like you know the justin Roiland is doing something similar with the solar opposite so it's like okay it's sort of been done but like this first couple of seasons like i did not get on board i was not watching from day one it was something that tim you know friend of the show tim hansen also co-host the show tim hansen, <laughs> also part of the show tim hansen uh you know got me on to and i was like oh god this is this is great it's a fast and like rapid fire and it's like a little bit weird like adult swim but also like a normal sitcom like it's really funny and really clever and it goes to some really dark places um uh and now like a lot of stuff does that now so it's like okay but the first the first time you watch through some of those those old episodes, it's like, oh god, this is great. Mm-hmm. The first, um, all right, the first okay. Avengers movie. I saw that movie five times in theaters, and like it lost its gusto because I saw it three times opening weekend, and it started to lose its gusto after like the third time. But like now, when I want, like, yeah, even I can imagine when, <laughs> when I three times in three days, wild it. Technically, it was twice in one day because I saw it at midnight, and then I saw it at like five in the afternoon that that day mm. with another group of friends, and then I saw it like Sunday at like noonish, 
with another group of friends. But so technically, I saw it twice in one day, and like I, I absolutely love that movie. I think it, it it's it's fantastic. I just I wish I wish I could re-experience it for the first time again. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good pick. Right. That was also like a big uh, like shift in terms of my thought process because that was the first time I'd ever seen like a bunch of different movies that weren't like a franchise like that, where it's like a bunch of different mm-hmm. movies than it l- led to. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was like yeah, a bunch of cool movies, and then they ha- there was a yeah. payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we did some. Some good-ass question answering during this session. You guys want to do it again next week? Yeah, yeah let's do it again next week. Good, good, because we're a wrap of this particular episode of Brose. Um, but, of course, you can listen to our show anywhere fine podcasts are bought and sold. So if you're listening to it on you know, one particular podcast platform of choice and you're like, you know what, I want to try something different next week. I'm getting sick of this podcast platform that I've currently chosen. I want a new one. Brose is probably on it. We're available on most all major podcasting platforms. Let's call it what it is. It's all major podcasting platforms. Uh, you can follow our show on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast, on Facebook at Brose podcast, and on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. And if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, now it is time for plugs. Rich, where can people find you on Twitter and what's going on with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, as well as uh, uh, the weekly Nerdy Roundtable podcast and bonus action, the Tabletop Podcast, where me and Sean and friends play D&D. And Sean, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at HeyAtessoB. And on Frisbees at Obi Disc Golf. I'm on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Tim Hansen is on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. H-A-N-S-O-N on Twitter. Uh, and what do I have to plug to this week? Uh, my kid, who just keeps uh, bap, 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 bapping and dap, 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 dapping and is just, just babbling up a storm. Uh, she, she, good work by her. Good work by her, is what I'm going to say. I'm going to plug my daughter. That's the way it goes. <laughs> you can follow her nowhere. Stay away from her. Uh, <laughs> say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Nice. We did it.